Hi, this is Megan Cloherty, investigative reporter for WTOP News. If you like top news from WTOP, we think you'll love our new podcast called the DMV Download, where we take a more in-depth look at the biggest local stories of the day happening in our area. We hope you check it out. It's sandbag filling time for some in Chesapeake Beach. I'm Michelle Bash. At 610, Washington Week moderator Yomish Alcindor talks about political enemies working together in light of the damaging storm. And the president just signed the spending measure to keep the federal government running. The Dow loses 500 points. Six o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Liberty Mutual Insurance. I'm Wendy Gillette in New York. America's heart is literally breaking. President Biden spoke about Ian from the White House shortly before it made landfall again this afternoon, 55 miles from Charleston, South Carolina, as a Category 1 hurricane. That's the sound of flooding near Myrtle Beach. Now the storm has been downgraded, but those who live on the coast are still watchful of Ian's potential danger. CBS News correspondent Michael George is south of Charleston. Water rushed into the streets on Polly's Island, quickly approaching the tops of street signs. And police tweeted pictures of the Polly's Island Pier, the end of it now collapsed and floating south. Storm surge flooding will be most problematic through mid-afternoon, but could certainly linger through the evening. South Carolina's governor urged residents to hang tight and stay inside. Ian left miles and miles of devastation along Florida's Gulf Coast. CBS's Chris Van Cleve is in Fort Myers. When you get out towards the Barrier Islands, uh, Fort Myers Beach, for example, Sanibel Island, rescues are still going on out there. We've been watching a steady stream of emergency vehicles racing over the bridges. They're largely closed to everybody else. The death toll is now 16. The U.S. hit Russia with sanctions for annexing more occupied Ukrainian territory. Ukraine then submitted an application to join NATO. Pentagon correspondent Kemi McCormick has more. No one is fooled by what Moscow has done. Secretary of State Antony Blinken. The entire process around the sham referenda was a complete farce. The new U.S. sanctions target Russians and those who assist them in their war. But as to Ukraine's request for accelerated NATO membership, Blinken and Secretary General Jens Stoltenberg would only say the door is open. But there are concerns about the West being drawn into the war. NATO is not party to the conflict. We support Ukraine, but that doesn't make us party to the conflict. Every NATO member would have to approve Ukraine's request. The House passed a short-term spending measure to keep the federal government running. The House vote coupled with the Senate's approval yesterday averts a partial government shutdown that would have occurred at midnight Eastern time tonight. The vote went largely along party lines with Democrats supporting it and Republicans in opposition. It still needs to be signed by President Biden. It will fund the government through December 16th. It also gives $12 billion in additional aid to Ukraine. Steve Futterman, CBS News. The markets finished out the third quarter with more losses. The Dow dropped 500 points. The S&P 500 lost 54. This is CBS News. Liberty Mutual customizes your car and home insurance so you only pay for what you need. Visit LibertyMutual.com to learn more. Good evening. It is 6.03. Thanks for being with us on this dreary Friday night, September the 30th, 57 degrees. 
And I'm Sean Anderson. Top local story is post-tropical cyclone Ian's impact here on the DMV. The storm has been downgraded from a hurricane. There is a coastal flood warning in effect for St. Mary's County. And most of southern Maryland will also be dealing with higher winds. Let's get the latest from Storm Team Force Chad Merrill. Chad, what do you got right now? Hillary and Sean, we have some light rain moving across the region right now. The heaviest and steadiest rain is across southern Virginia, and that will move up into the region, and that will combine with the heaviest rain and gusty winds that we are going to see overnight. So we have a period of flooding possible tonight into tomorrow morning. The rain tapers off to drizzle on Saturday, and then a separate batch of heavy rain moves through Sunday into Monday that could trigger more flooding across the region. It'll be pretty localized in both instances, and we should total about two to three inches. Fortunately, that's going to fall over the span of several days, but the rain's not going to get out of here until Monday evening when the low finally pushes off the coast, thanks to a cold front that is going to move across the region. And there will be a few instances of uh, river flooding as well. I'll detail that coming up in just a couple of minutes. Our temperature steady in the 50s all weekend long. All righty. Thank you, Chad. WTOP's Michelle Bash is in Chesapeake Beach, Maryland, where some people are going on defense. Here at the Kellams Field Complex, we're uh, filling sandbags, getting ready for the storm. Just in case, they're saying the storm surge might come in, so just being prepared. Nathan Kuntz says his family lives right on the Chesapeake Bay, so flooding is a possibility. Calvert and St. Mary's counties are also providing sandbags to residents. Maryland Governor Larry Hogan says the state is getting ready for the storm in multiple ways. Highway drains are being cleared, search and rescue teams are being checked for readiness, and you've heard it before, Hogan says when it floods, drivers should turn around, don't drown. In Chesapeake Beach, Michelle Bash, WTOP News. WTOP he has all the information you'll need this weekend to get through the remnants of Ian. Check back with us all weekend and go to WTOP.com for the latest. 605 also new tonight. You know those six metro stations south of Reagan National Airport that have been shut down for a while? Well, they're going to be closed longer than expected. Metro now says they won't reopen until Saturday, November 5th. They blame what they call unexpected site conditions for the delay. On top of all that, a new station won't be running until next year. Metro says it will not be able to open the Potomac Yard station this year after all, and it's blaming the contractor for failing to meet the project delivery schedule. The two sides are now working on a new schedule. The contractor, Capital Delivery, says their team has been working around the clock to meet the schedule, but they're not able to do that. The contractor's executive vice president went on to apologize to its customers and the city of Alexandria for the inconvenience. Capital Delivery says it's working as quickly as possible to deliver a high-quality station and move the project forward in a safe and responsible way. Metro says it's committed to resolving the scheduling issues. Ann Kramer, WTOP News. Virginia schools might be getting new marching orders about how to treat transgender students. The comment period about the proposed and controversial policy runs through late next month. But the outcome doesn't matter to Alexandria because it is pledging not to make any changes. This will not be a distraction from our priorities of the work for all of our kids. Melanie K. White is interim superintendent for Alexandria City Public Schools, ACPS. Let our community know that we'll continue our commitment to both implement and develop gender-affirming policies for all ACPS students. And city leaders have now notified Virginia's Board of Education they don't support the governor's policies said to target, demean, and diminish transgender youth. While the governor's office tells WTOP the policies express up front 
that all students have the right to attend school in an environment free from discrimination, harassment, and bullying. Christy King, WTOP News. No word yet from the governor's office about how it feels on Alexandria's decision. Political rivals working together during Ian. The story ahead at 607. Dell Technologies provides growing businesses with the tools to do incredible things. For advice on smart PCs powered by Intel vPro that's built for business, call a Dell Technologies advisor at 877-ASK-DELL. Here's a highlight from Lakshmi Ashok, the vice president of enterprise service management at Lidos, on Federal News Network's Cloud Exchange webinar presented by Lidos. We've got to carefully balance flexibility and ease of use with security. Mm -hmm. So you've got to make sure that what you have in the catalog has good guardrails uh, placed on it in terms of compliance. Listen to the entire discussion on Federal News Network. Search Cloud Exchange. Your mission success depends on the security of your information. At Lidos, our scalable and high-speed full-spectrum cyber is that bedrock of security. We operate three of the four largest security operations centers for the federal government, applying decades of insights to deliver rapid, secure, and scalable cyber solutions for agencies of every size. When the mission is what matters most, Lidos delivers full-spectrum cybersecurity at scale and at speed. LEIDOS.com slash secure. It's 6.08. Slow or clogged drains? Call Michael and Son and get $100 off at train cleaning today. Traffic and weather on the 8th to the Traffic Center and Dave Dildine. And to and from Washington on I-395 delays both ways. Northbound near Boundary Channel Drive. Police activity winding down on the left. Outbound traffic from the southeast-southwest freeway is jammed across the 14th Street Bridge. Uh, D.C. Maryland line and near the George Washington Parkway, we had two sideswiping in the right lanes. An officer managed to get the drivers moved out of the uh, travel lanes and into a striped-out area off the highway. The lanes reopened about three minutes ago, but traffic is backed up to the 3rd Street Tunnel because of this one. Fairfax County Parkway southbound jammed badly from just south of I-66 all the way down to Route 123. SUV rolled over another one with heavy damage between the Burke Center Parkway intersection and I-66. Fox Road and southbound traffic on Fairfax County Parkway at last report was stopped. Volume delays on 95 and 495 in the Beltway in Maryland and Virginia. Less traffic now as we head into the 6 o'clock hour, but more in the way of light to moderate rain in the offing. And with the forecast for Ian moving northbound, no chance at two-way traffic at the Bay Bridge. So in Maryland, with eastbound delays from Ritchie Highway toward the bridge, only able to use the eastbound span. No westbound delays. Still in slow stretches of traffic on 275 in the Baltimore-Washington Parkway. The crash on the Clara Barton Parkway west of the Maryland-D.C. line should now be clear. Can't find the new car you're looking for? Try a Fitzway used car next to a new car. Fitzway car is best. Visit Fitzmall.com for a good car and a safe car you can trust. That's the Fitzway. I'm Dave Doldine, WTOP Traffic. Well, let's see how Ian is going to affect us this weekend. Storm Team Force, Chad Merrill. We've got coastal flood advisories, wind advisories in effect, rain overspreading the region, gusty winds overnight that could create some ponding of water on the roadways as well as some sporadic power outages. The strongest winds will be south and east of town and west along the spine of the Blue Ridge. Tapering off to a steady light rain on Saturday and then we pick up the rain once again on Sunday with some flooding possible late Sunday and early Monday. Temperatures all weekend stay in the 50s to lower 60s. I'm Storm Team 4's Chad Merrill.
We do have some rain around the region right now. None of it particularly heavy, although the, the heavy stuff continues to be down around Richmond, where it's been sitting for quite a while. 55 in Rockville, 55 degrees in Ashburn. We have 57 degrees in District Heights, brought to you by Long Fence. 15% off Long Fence decks, pavers, and fences. Go to longfence.com today and schedule your free in-home estimate. 611 on WTOP. Ian came ashore in South Carolina, bringing high High winds and many inches of rain to that state. At least four piers along the coast have been destroyed. The storm is no longer a hurricane, but still producing 70-mile-an-hour winds. Meantime, almost every hour brings new images of devastation from Florida, where the storm hit midweek. Could take years to recover. The disaster has politicians putting aside their, at times, harsh rhetoric and pledging to work together. Yamiche Alcindor, moderator of Washington Week on PBS, joined us earlier on Skype to talk about President Biden and Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. Even though it's six weeks before the midterms, you've seen Ron DeSantis, who has oftentimes pointedly criticized President Biden, really say that he has to work with the federal government in order to get the people of Florida, which I should say I'm a native of, what they need. You know, hurricane are something that unfortunately happen very frequently in Florida. I've lived through several devastating hurricanes myself, having lived there for 18 years. And this is really the time where you see government coming together because people's lives and their livelihoods are at risk. So it is good and heartening to see these two men work together. I will say, though, there were some telling stories about campaign ads still running during storm coverage. And I think that's telling because oftentimes you've seen campaign ads stop during hurricanes. Even Jeb Bush, who of course ran for president himself, said he had wished that campaign ads would stop, but you saw Rand DeSantis, you saw Marco Rubio and Val Demings and Charlie Chris, all of these candidates still vying for different offices in Florida. They were all running campaign ads. So in the back of this bipartisan effort to get storm aid, you still have the politics of this going on. And one other thing, it's very interesting to see Ron DeSantis, who as a congressman was against giving storm aid after Hurricane Sandy in 2013, now asking for storm aid for Florida. So you also see some Republicans making note of that and some Democrats making note of the fact that he is doing whatever he has to do as governor to get help for his people. The hurricane postponed what was expected to be the final January 6th House hearing on the Capitol riot. But a person the panel wanted to speak with for a long time, conservative activist Ginny Thomas, has spent some hours with the committee. Uh, what do we know about that to this point? Very interesting to see the wife of Clarence Thomas, Supreme Court Justice, come before the committee. Benny Thompson, who is the chair of the January 6th committee, says that Jenny Thomas told lawmakers that she still believes the 2020 election is stolen. And that's remarkable, thinking about the fact that she, of course, is the wife of that justice. But I think it's interesting to know that she was sending those text messages supporting overturning the 2020 election results. It's going to be very interesting to see what more we learn from her meeting with the committee, but it is telling that she's sticking by that as, of course, we're waiting for the next hearing to be scheduled, which will probably sometime in the next week or so. That's Yamiche Alcindor, moderator of Washington Week, tonight at 8 on TV26. Sports next. How pain turned an avid outdoorsman into a frustrated indoorsman. Meet Ron. I was always active. Fishing, swimming, hiking. Until his flat feet brought it all to a grinding halt. It is sharp pain shooting up your leg to your back. And the pain was just the beginning. When you're hurting, you can't move. So I ended up being a couch potato and my health declined. Fortunately, Ron had someone in his corner. My wife said, that's it. I'm going to take you to the Good Feet store. Where he was personally fitted for arch supports. I took one step. There was no back pain. I took another step. No knee pain. 
And after my second step, I went into my good feet dance. Today, he's grateful to be back in the great outdoors. I feel like a new person, thanks to the Good Feet Store. The Good Feet Store has seven locations in greater D.C. and Baltimore. Visit goodfeet.com for the location nearest you. I'm Jonathan Cotton, and we look forward to seeing you soon at the Good Feet Store. When your celebration of life is prepaid in advance, it becomes a gift from you to your family later. Because no one should have to plan for a loss while they're experiencing one. Paying in advance protects your loved ones and gives you the peace of mind you deserve. Let us help you plan every detail with professionalism and compassion. We're National Funeral Home and National Memorial Park. Find us at DignityMemorial.com. With almost everything in life, you have choices. You can pick a lot, a little, or somewhere in the middle. So shouldn't there be an internet plan that's just as clever? One that allows you to add TV or home automation? Whenever. That's why Cox now offers flexible internet plans, giving you all the services you desire and nothing you don't require. Additional services can be added at then current regular rates. All services subject to residential customer service agreement and acceptable use policy found at cox.com slash policies. Restrictions apply. Sports at 15 and 45, powered by Red River. Technology decisions aren't black and white. Think red. Hello, Frank Hanrahan. Hello, baseball. We'll see if they're going to play game two of this uh, split doubleheader between the Nationals and the Phillies from Nats Park. Nats fall earlier to the Phillies, 5-1. Phillies stole six bases in the victory. Tua Tungavailoa, Dolphins quarterback, tweeting that he is feeling much better and appreciates the support after he left the Bengals' loss last night after hitting his head on the turf. Scary uh, situation. Diagnosed with a concussion and is in the protocol with no timetable for a return. Patriots quarterback Mac Jones will not play Sunday at Green Bay. He's out with a badly sprained ankle. Frank Andrahan, WTOP Sports. All right, Frank, thanks. And the top stories we're following for you right now on WTOP. Storm surge is among the concerns as Ian batters the Carolinas after making landfall between Myrtle Beach and Charleston smashing at least four piers in that area. Ian is no longer a hurricane, but the winds are still at 70 miles an hour in some at some spots. As the storm spins northward, rain is affecting our area. It'll get heavier as the winds get more intense. Six metro stations south of Reagan National Airport will not reopen until early November. Sorry, guys. And the new Potomac Yard Station in Alexandria will not open until next year. And Russia has been hit with more U.S. sanctions for illegally annexing four regions in Ukraine. They're targeting more than 1,000 people and firms connected to the war, including hundreds of people in the legislature. Keep it here on WTOP for more on these stories in just minutes. Sunday marks 20 years since the first shooting by the Beltway Snipers. It was the start of a terrifying three weeks for local residents with a string of shootings that left 10 people dead and three wounded. You may remember people would pump their gas while sitting inside their cars for fear of being shot if they stood outside. John Muhammad and Lee Boyd Malvo were taken into custody while asleep in a car at a Frederick County rest stop October 24th of that year. Muhammad was sentenced to death and was executed in Virginia in 2009. Malvo is currently serving four life terms in Virginia. Coming up in Money News. The Dow lost an even 500 points today. This year's worst performing big tech stock. I'm Jeff Clayball. 618. 
Traffic and weather on the 8s and Dave Dildine in the WTOP Traffic Center. Always slippery when wet. The Beltway in Montgomery County. Outer loop. The crash after 29 Colesville Road with a fire rescue response blocking all but the far right merge lane. Only one lane to the far right getting by the response to this crash on the Outer Loop in Silver Spring just past the Colesville Road overpass. Beltway traffic still slow toward the American Legion Bridge as it is in Virginia on the Outer Loop from Van Dorn Street to the Woodrow Wilson Bridge. We are jammed on Fairfax County Parkway southbound from 29 into Fairfax Station. Crash involved one that rolled over, another with heavy damage between Burke Center Parkway and 123. At last report, all traffic on the County Parkway 286 was stopped. Northbound traffic is now getting by without delay. 66 volume delays are easing outside the Beltway. Had a crash eastbound near Westmoreland Street inside the Beltway. It's clear. Traffic is still slow downstream into Arlington as it is downhill on the George Washington Parkway toward the Key Bridge. That's just volume. At the 14th Street Bridge, it is heavy and slow leaving D.C. outbound on 395, but the crash at the GW Parkway exit is in the striped out area far off on the right. The lanes are open southbound and the lanes are open northbound as well. Past the Pentagon, the police activity has cleared. Traffic is still slow both ways through the Springfield Interchange and in Maryland, still slow eastbound on 50 from Ritchie Highway to the Bay Bridge. It is way too wet and increasingly windy for two-way traffic. We're limited to two lanes right into the weekend as Ian approaches. Due to overwhelming response, Regency Furniture has held over the $47 million liquidation. Top name brands discounted up to 80% off two final days this weekend in Waldorf. Dave Dildine, WTOP Traffic. Chad Merrill, the remnants of Ian are going to spin up our way and uh, we're starting to see the effects already. Yes, yeah, some light rain. The wind's starting to pick up right now. The heaviest rain right now just south of Richmond, Virginia. That is moving north along I-95. That will get into the nation's capital around 9 o'clock this evening. Heaviest rain from 9 o'clock this evening till about 5 a.m. tomorrow. We should pick up a good inch and a half to two inches of rain. And the winds will be strongest during that period as well, gusting to 35 to 40 across much of the region. 50-mile-an-hour gusts in southern Maryland and along the Blue Ridge. And that's where the best potential is for some trees to come down, some of those trees with a weak root system, as well as some flash flooding to occur. Also along and east of the bay is the best chance for any isolated tornadoes just east of Ian Center. Overnight, again, the heavy rain tapering to drizzle on Saturday. Temperatures will be in the 50s on Saturday. Another batch of heavy rain on Sunday and early Monday as Ian combines with a cold front. That's the next opportunity for flooding across the region. The, the rain finally ends late on Monday. The Potomac at Alexandria will likely see a minor flooding this evening, the Patapsco and Baltimore and the Severn River in Annapolis. And those will both occur late Saturday, but we could have additional flooding on Sunday and early Monday. 57 at Dulles International, 61 at BWI Marshall and Reagan National Airport. All right. Thanks so much, Chad Merrill. All brought to you by New Look Home Design. The roofing experts call 1-800-279-5300. Coming up on WTOP. A new bridge for some people to get across the Potomac River. I'm Neil Augenstein. 622. Season is underway, so now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Dave Preston here, and right now, new customers get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's free bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just sign up with promo code PRESTO. 
FanDuel has all your favorite bets from the money line to point spreads to player props. You can combine your bets for a chance at a bigger pad with the same game parlay. Most importantly with FanDuel, you get paid your winnings fast. The Cowboys own the best record against the spread in 2021, and I think they cover at home this week, although Carson Wentz is going to have a field day and plenty of points will be scored. Sign up today with promo code PRESTO for your no-sweat first bet. That's promo code PRESTO. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the Washington Commanders. Must be 21 or older and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. Refund issued as non-withdrawable free bets that expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sports book.fandle.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Here's the highlight from Byron Atkins Jr., the director of the Interior Business Center at IBM on Federal News Network's Cloud Exchange webinar, sponsored by IBM. Cloud is specifically a part of your enterprise, and when you're choosing workloads, think about what the workloads have to do. Make sure you understand the dependencies of the workload and what it might cost if you do deploy it in, a, in multiple locations. Listen to the entire discussion on Federal News Network. Search Cloud Exchange. Today, what government needs most is creativity. So let's create AI with integrity, not bias. Security that protects your data anywhere. Cloud management that requires less management. And data fabric instead of data silos. Let's create at scale right now. Together, let's prototype. Let's tweak. Let's test. Let's adapt. Let's create something that changes everything. IBM. Let's create. Learn more at IBM.com. The latest and most up-to-date storm coverage, 24-7, 365, every 10 minutes, all weekend. Your weather alert station is WTOP. 624. This just into the WTOP newsroom. The death toll from Hurricane Ian is now up to 17. Officials in Florida confirm several drownings among the other fatalities. We'll bring you more on this story as we get it this evening. The movement to get people out of cars and onto bikes is taking a huge step forward in Arlington. Virginia Senator Mark Warner handed over $20 million in federal funding to build the Long Bridge Bicycle and Pedestrian Crossing over the Potomac River. River. The bike trail from D.C. to Arlington that will connect with the Mount Vernon Trail. Funding still needed for the parallel rail bridge that would double the capacity at what's been the choke point for trains on the East Coast. We've got to get the rail bridge created that will be dedicated to passenger rail. Right now, the one bridge is shared with freight rail. Freight rail gets first dibs. Warner says he'll be asking for a large contribution from the feds to build the rail bridge. Neil Loggenstein, WTO. Money news at 25 and 55 after the hour. Another tough day. Here's Jeff. For the week, and the Dow lost another 500 points today. For the week, it lost almost 3%. The S&P 500 index and the NASDAQ down 1.5% just today. This was the end of the month, too. For the month of September, the S&P 500 index lost 8.8%. Americans are spending more, but much of that's just inflation. Personal spending rose a more than expected three-tenths of a percent in August. Consumer confidence is leaning on falling gas prices and a pretty strong job market. The University of Michigan's Consumer Sentiment Index rose to its highest level since May this month. Facebook stock is not having a good year. When Facebook was rebranded as Meta Platforms a year ago, its market cap was a trillion dollars. Its stock has lost two-thirds of its value since... Facebook is one of the five worst performers in the S&P 500 this year. Jeff Claybaugh.
WTOP News. Money News brought to you by Amtrak. Visit new and exciting places across the U.S. On Amtrak, it isn't just about the destination. It's about the journey with no metal seats, extra legroom, and even private rooms. Book now at Amtrak.com. Ian Pound, South Carolina, Florida, still cleaning cleaning up from heavy damage. All that ahead at 626. Get the best of the best for less now at Ashley. Hurry in for the best prices on the best Ashley looks and styles. Save 10% off our everyday low prices. Plus, get 36 months no interest financing. Update one room for every room with amazing Ashley deals. So 